Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of Ezra, chapter 2. Here's Pastor Ryan. Abraham said to him, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, no, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. I mean, Jesus is speaking of himself there. He rose. We have the gospel. And I wonder how many people would turn to Jesus if we were to share with them more of the consequences that await the world for rejecting Jesus Christ as their Lord. The Bible says to save some with fear. Remember that? So we're going to go more fire and brimstone here. No, I'm just <laughs> but it's a good thing to, in love, mention the reality of hell. Reminds me of when I got saved at Raw Reese's Church. It was like every message, and, and it still is. Thank God. You're going to go to hell if you don't repent. That's one of the most loving statements a Christian could ever say. You know? Um... Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. All that the kingdom is, is at hand. If it's rejected, that same kingdom you reject will send you further into Satan's kingdom where you'll be burning for eternity. And so some, it is the kindness of the Lord that leads to repentance, but the Bible does also say, save some with fear. Knowing the terror of the Lord, Paul says, we persuade men. So why won't they leave Babylon and come into a life with God? Because Satan has blinded them. And God has placed all of us here to pray for our communities, our neighbors, our friends, our family. Lord, that they would see. Because the reality is that their life goes on forever in torment. Satan is duped so many people, hasn't he? Ephesians 2 says, But you he has made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love, for which he has loved us, uh, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come uh, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. And so we know this has taken place for us. He has uh, transmitted us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the son of his love. 
And so we were in darkness. We were in darkness. But God forbid that the case is for us as believers tonight that there's still a part of us that still wants to kick back in Babylon. There's a part of us who doesn't want to go deeper in the things of the Lord. Still kind of living for the things of this world. We know what God says concerning those things. We're exhorted throughout the, the, the New Testament to, to, to not do that, to, to walk in the Spirit. In 1 John chapter 2, he says famously in verse 15 through 17, do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. The world doesn't know that everything they're into is going to fade out and pass away. That's right, even Super Bowl football will one day die. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want to knock on other sports, but just everything is going to burn. We're only going to go with our spirits to, to heaven. So it's all going to pass away, but the world is so blinded to live for those things. Living after the lust of the flesh. What, what does that even mean? It means having a preoccupation with the gratifying of one's physical desires. Having a preoccupation of uh, gratifying one's physical desires. Living for physical desires. Living uh, after the lust of the eyes means that one is living for materialism. One is living for possessions. One who craves to uh, accumulate more and more things as if those things are going to somehow make a person happy or fulfilled. And they're not. Living after the pride of life is to have an obsession with one's own status or importance. The pride of life. And so... These are things that God doesn't value. He values the opposite, right? He, he values, uh, you know, uh, the, the marriage bedroom is not defiled. He values that. He values the opposite, right? Holiness, purity uh, from sexual immorality. Uh, he values uh, not that we stockpile possessions, but that we are givers and we give things to other people, bless other people, right? And he also is, it doesn't value pride or, or, or uh, puffing oneself up or uh, being conceited, uh, being stuck up, but it's the opposite. He, he loves it when we seek his humility and he uh, gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. And so... Where are your values, my brothers and sisters? Of course, they're in seeking after the Lord and these things. Amen? We're all a work in progress. But let's go back to Jerusalem, right? Let's go back. That's 
Let's not go backwards. Those who came with Zerubbabel, wonderful leader, wonderful man. We're going to read about him a lot. He, uh, he is the, the, the leader of the first group of exiles coming back. And so with Zerubbabel were Joshua, Nehemiah, which is not the Nehemiah who leads the, the third return, someone else here, Sariah, uh, Reliah, Mordecai, which is not the Mordecai from the book of Esther, Bill Shan, Mispar, Big Vey, all these people. Cruise down to 36. You still with me? 36. The priests, the son of Jediah, the house of Joshua, 973, the sons of Immer, 1052, the sons of uh, Pashur, 1000. 247, the sons of Hiram, 1,017, the Levites, and then down the singers, and then down the gatekeepers and their sons, and Nethanim, and all of these guys, the sons of Solomon, verse 55, his servants, the sons of Solomon's servants. These are all the people that are coming back, the sons of Sotai, the sons of Sophereth, the sons of Peruda, the sons of, yep, yep, so if you want baby names, you can look at all these. Solomon's servants were 392, verse 59. And these were the ones who came up from Tel Melah, Tel Hersha, Harsha, Cherub, Adan, and, and Immer. Uh, but they could not identify their father's house, their genealogy, whether they were of Israel. And so this was a, a serious situation here. Uh, not being able to identify their genealogy because of how important that was uh, uh, to the Jews. All In order to be a part of the tribes, they had to uh, be able to prove their lineage back to Abraham. And so here, because of the captivity, you have these folks here who do not have uh, proof of their genealogy in Israel. This would like keep you out of the Jewish community to really be involved uh, heavily uh, with them. And so uh, their whole community life was is at stake here. And some privileges they would be uh, restricted uh, from being a part of. If you couldn't prove uh, who you were, you know, that could limit you to services. As you know, you had to be of the lineage of Levi, uh, Abraham's great-grandson, in order to serve in the temple, so on and so forth. So it, it was a real problem, which it's a problem that so many people face today, thousands of years later. It's like, who? What, what's your genealogy? And everyone's all curious about it. There's nothing wrong with that, right? They do the DNA test and try to figure out what they are, you know, it's like, the whitest guys are like African and then the darkest guys are like white. And it's like, oh, we didn't know. And uh, but shoot, I grew up not knowing, you know, who I was basically on my father's side. All I knew is I had Hussein. How do you figure out what that is? You know, 1975, you know, uh, I was just a little Mexican American kid born in LA. What do I know about Hussein? You know, I really didn't know anything about the Middle East until I got saved. 
even though Saddam Hussein and all that was going on during my high school years, I still didn't know anything about Islam, the name, none of that. And then I came to Christ and, you know, you start figuring these things out. And so I'm a quarter Arabic and a quarter Hawaiian on my father's side. He was half Arabic, half Hawaiian. He was raised by his Hawaiian mom and his Arabic father, which was my grandfather, he bounced. So I, you know, I don't even, I didn't even inherit a Hawaiian name. I got Hussein, which is perfect for 2024. Right? Just drop me off in Yemen with the Bible, and I'll see you in heaven in about <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> don't kill me. My name's Hussein, and it'll all settle down. And then, like Paul, I'll just preach the gospel. And, ah, I'll just God has a sense of humor, you know what I mean? My mom's Mexican, it's all I've ever, know, I've ever known, but God's good. Identification, everyone has ident identity uh, problems and identity politics, but we know who we are in Christ. And the birth certificate may look weird, it may be lost, you may not have a mama or a papa, but who cares? In Christ you do. You really do. I'm almost more blessed to never have had a father in my life that loved me than to and, and to have the Lord. I get to have him as my example of what a dad is. Romans 8, 16 through 17, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Man, not only are we children of God, but we're heirs. You know, it's an interesting thing to be blessed with houses from fathers and grandfathers or grandmothers. And, you know, some people, man, you know, inherit one, two houses, more houses, businesses, you know, people, you know. Well, I knew I wasn't going to inherit nothing, but man, I've inherited everything. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather take what I'm inheriting from Christ than any 50 gazillion mansions on earth. And I'm not fatherless anymore, and neither are you. We're no longer orphans. You know? Um, the more we study that fact and that reality the more joy we have. You know, happy are the children of the Lord. Happy are the children who know God is their father. You know, so if there's anybody struggling, just meditate on those verses. When your mother and father forsake you, then the Lord will be your help. You know? We can't use bad parents as excuses not to love God. That was their trip. It wasn't his trip. He's always been good. Don't judge him on bad parents or bad parenting or whatever. He's always been good. So our citizenship is in heaven. We know who we are. The sons of Deliah, the sons of Tobiah, and the sons of Nakoda, 652. And of the sons of the priests, and the sons of Habiah, the sons of Kaz. And go down to 64, uh, or verse 62, actually. These sought their listing among 
those who were registered by genealogy, but they were not found. Again, that happened again. Therefore, they were excluded. See, they were excluded from the priesthood as defiled. And so they, they couldn't use them for the priesthood without their papers. And the governor said to them that they should not eat of the most holy things till a priest could consult with the Urim and the Thummim. Right? The Urim and the Thummim. Urim means light and Thummim means perfection. And they were uh, flat stones that perhaps the, the high priest usually carried and they would be used to like Roll the dice to find out what God's will was on important matters. And so they're just saying, hey, look, rather than to exclude you, exclude you, let's have the priest do this. Ask the Lord, hey, could they eat the stuff or not? Because it matters to God. God, it matters to God that those who eat are sanctified, that those who who come and take communion have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They're not just coming in and living all up in sin and thinking they can take communion with us you know no 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 don't put that down that's for believers you know and so um the urim and the thummim but you know we don't need to do that nowadays you know we don't need an urim and a thummim what do we need but what we already have the holy spirit third person of the trinity he speaks to our hearts he leads us into all truths when we pray he guides us, and, and it's beautiful. In James 1, verse 5, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. In Psalm 119, speaking of the word of God, 105, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. There has been nothing that I have needed directions from God that he has not given me the directions to, to figure it out. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that beautiful? The world doesn't know that. The world reads the Bible and it's like, oh, it says nothing to me. I read it three times in the pen. Yeah. But read it with a broken heart. Read it with a contrite heart. Read it with such brokenness, such that you want to hear from your Father, your God. And he, my goodness, it'll jump out in the page and he will speak to your heart on what you need to do. Always. No matter how complex the situations are, it's incredible. Anyways, and so, uh, almost done here. The whole assembly together was 42,360, besides their male and female servants, of whom there were 7,337, and they had 200 men and women singers. Their horses were 736. Their mules were 245, their camels 435, and their donkeys 6,720. Some of the heads of the father's houses, when they came to the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem, offered freely for the house of God to erect it in its place according to their ability. They gave to the treasury for the work uh, 61,000 gold uh, drachmas, uh, 5,000 minas of silver, and 100 uh, priestly garments. Uh, that, that just comes out to a lot of money. So the, <laughs> so the priests and the Levites, some of the people, the singers, the gatekeepers, and the Nethanim dwelt in the cities and all Israel in their cities. And so I, I love here that uh, the fathers, the, the heads, the elders, that they gave freely for the building of the um, 
really the altar because they they don't they don't put the the slab down yet they're 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 just getting it together to have just an altar barbecue as uh, Stephen would say on Sunday to start having the sacrifices because they're acknowledging if we're going to do this if we're going to build this it better be built right and founded on the sacrifices and the atonements for our sins which speak to God that we're with you we understand we're sinners and we need atonement and that's how a Christian life is built it is built with we let's get this altar going let's get into church let's get into consistency let's be here because this is how a family is built. This is how it's built. No other way. I've taken that Pepsi challenge already, and it failed miserably. Uh, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You know, he said, he who hears these sayings of mine and does them, I liken them to a wise man who built his house on the rock. So he built it, and they were willing to give. And remember that. That's a reminder for all of us also. Um, Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every Good work. Jesus said, given, it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. We must remember, we give, we participate in building God's house. It just shows him that our eyes are on him. It shows him that we understand that all of our bread comes from him. All of our bread comes from him. And we are not, we, we do it as a form of worship and obedience. And he says, I'm going to bless your socks off, period. And, and I believe that. The older I get in the Lord, the more I've seen it. He really does bless and prosper. I'm not, I'm not saying mansions upon mansions here. But our level of prosperity, which is more level than we've ever had when we were in the world spiritually monetarily peace joy all that stuff when we participate he takes care of us he means what he says and says what he means father we thank you for your word may you bless it lord to our hearts and may it bear much fruit while all heads are bowed if there's anybody here who would like to accept jesus christ as our lord and savior i'm going to ask you right now to just raise your hand and i can lead you in a prayer to say Lord, forgive me. Oh, wonderful. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else? I got saved on a Wednesday night. Is there anybody else? All right, sister, stand with me. Stand with me. Say this with me. Mean it in, mean it in your heart, okay? Father God, forgive me for my sins. I've sinned against you. I believe in you. I believe that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. And on the third day, you raised him from the dead. And he's at your right hand, even now, praying for me.
Please, Father, forgive me and wash me with his precious blood. Make me new this evening and fill me with the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that my life would be used for your glory, that I would live every moment of every day for you. Protect me from the devil and give me a hunger to study and to pray and to fellowship in church. I thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.